Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, B-Fan Podcast. Thank you for tuning in as always. Thank you for giving me your time today. I'm back with, go ahead. Zaria. And uh, today is, well, not today. Actually, what's today, the third? Yeah. All right, so we a day off six months from the first episode that we did together, which was the second episode that I posted on the podcast. And uh, we're just going to recap the last six months and how we feel like we've changed and where do we see ourselves in the next six months? And there may be some stuff in between that that we talk about, but that's the majority of what we want to speak about. So you can start us off if you want to. Okay. Um, six months ago, we were both preparing to go to college. Um, I stayed close to home. Um, I went to a smaller university, a community university, um, and I still was working. So I feel like my perspective must definitely change in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. than um, the summer and then my high school ways. And I think I learned a lot as like well. What? Um, my self-awareness, it got better, like learning more about like how I cope with different things, learning my triggers and like solving them like before. Um, going to college. Before going to college, I knew that. I had a grasp on it, but like I feel like being alone for like majority percent of the time mm-hmm. and really spending a lot of my time on my own, mm-hmm. it just made me really reflect more about like why I am the way I am. And well, I feel like when you're away from your environment, you can also see it in like the big picture. It's not like tunnel vision. You can right. see. It's more shit kind of perspective. That's, that's yeah. one thing that was like really big for me if I interject. It was like when I got out there to school, shit changed. Because in Detroit, once you know a majority of Detroit, everything starts to repeat itself. That's what anything, you you get into the same routine, it becomes a habit. So it was more of a habit living in Detroit than like a new experience. Yeah. So I got out there and I knew nothing about anything. And it was up to me to figure out how I wanted to perceive California, Los Angeles, the people in it. And it was up to me to get outside the school because it's a private school. So the school is like a bubble. And you got all these kids that never really got out. And this is their first time being somewhere new. Or if they're from Los Angeles, they living in the habit as well. So a lot of people stay on campus and don't do anything. and just hang out with each other. And I'm like, I don't want to be stuck here in this bubble. Because once you get stuck there, it's going to be. You're going to have a bad rap with the university. You're going to feel like you didn't learn anything and you're going to start pointing fingers at everybody else and everything else. But it was really up to you to get up and leave because now you're grown. Yes. This is the home place. It's where you can come back at night if you want to. But other than going to class, it's up to you to figure out what you do with your free time. You're here to supply you with a degree. It's up to you to supply yourself with the experience. So I'm like, boom, I want to start taking the train. That's something I always thought about doing so. Start looking up the train routes, where to go. Start close and then end up going far. I remember one day I woke up at like 3, 4 in the morning and I fucking read a book. I read an entire book in like three hours. I sat yeah. down and I just read a book. I, I, it was just, it was on a whim. So I read this book and I'm like, fuck it, I'm leaving today. I got up and started looking for places to go. And there was this place called Ojai. And it got a beautiful view. And I was trying to look up how to get to it and shit like that. And you got to go to this place called Ventura. So I'm trying to see if anybody want to go to me. Uh, I ended up going with one friend. Mm-hmm. And we ended up uh, catching the train and getting up there. But the train route was like four or five hours. Wow. And it kept getting delayed. But I was like 
so excited to be doing something new. This is way out of myself. Usually I'm used to driving at home. You know, mm -hmm. everything is obtainable in Detroit. If you want to go to Ypsilanti, it's an hour drive, but yeah. the hour drive here is like 50 miles or, you know, said mm -hmm. 30, 40 miles. An hour drive out there is down the street. So yeah. it's a different perspective on life. So I'm taking this train, I'm like, damn. Even when I was crunched up, I had to sit on the floor. They ran out of, like, fucking chairs on oh the train. God. It was an overpacked train. I finally got to where I was going, which was Ventura. And I look around, and I'm like, wow. It was more about the journey there than actually getting there. And I was still surprised when I get there. But I didn't have much time because the, the next train came at 7. It was already, like, 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So I just grabbed something to eat, came back to school. That's nice. And just having that experience, though, it really opened something up for me. I love that. Yeah. Um, I most definitely agree with you. Like, they are there to supply you with a degree, but it's up for it's up to you to really make the experience with it. Mm -hmm. um, something I did on a whim here was um, I quit my previous job, and I was working at the children's library, and I wanted to um, I wanted more of the Detroit community, like understanding like what Detroiters actually have like go through, mm -hmm. different perspectives, just cause like we have a bunch of veterans who are just out on the street, right. downtown, a lot of unhoused people. So um, I took this job and it is a front desk receptionist, but um, it's through the University of Michigan and they have this uh, program where they actually like interview homeless people or people mishouse people mm -hmm. and um, they get their story and then they like reimburse them with like a gift card or some money and stuff so like hearing some of their stories I, I feel like it really changed my perspective and it also made me more I was never judging to begin with mm -hmm. but it just made me more empathetic and more understanding that um, I feel like us as people we we're like oh that'd never be me or I can never do that but who knows? You were probably one step away from like living Some that shit. life. Yeah, like so, that. Um, and then I also start reading James Baldwin. And he talks a lot about that. Okay. About how you can be that person. Right. You know, just it's a matter of decisions, matter of. So. Shit like, going on, cause yeah. If I, yeah. So it was like like what you were saying. It's a matter of decision before you end up at somewhere. Yeah. And one thing that's really been sticking in my head, I heard I heard it in a video. He was like. Oftentimes we get caught up thinking only things that good that happen to us count towards something. Mm -hmm. But he was saying like everything counts. So the good decisions you make, the bad decisions you make, waking up at this time, going to sleep at that time, all that shit count for something. And we really um, denote the fact that it's true. So being aware of the decision that you're making but not giving yourself anxiety trying to make the right choice is is all in finding the balance yeah because a lot of times we could uh we always looking for the right answer and that was what i heard in another video he said if you spend your life looking for the right answer your life becomes a test and in school when did you have the most anxiety during tests exactly so yeah. imagine living your life in a way that it's a test don't look to get everything right. Don't be afraid if you get something wrong. Just make sound decisions. Yes. It don't. It, it all it has to be is the best decision at that moment in time. Yeah. It don't got to be the best decision for the next thirty years. It don't got to be the next decision for the next two months. For the next day, all they got to do is be the next, the best decision at that point in time. Because my dad said, 
it takes 30 seconds to get in trouble and 30 years to get out. So really just understand where you at, what you know, in the environment that you're placed in, and just make sound decisions. That's good. I must definitely agree with that. And I feel like that was that changed most definitely in the last six months. I feel like before I used, I used to look at life every day as a test, mm -hmm. test of my empathy, test of my compassion, test of my integrity. Mm -hmm. But I changed my perspective to like me being the driver of my life, me being the main character of my life. Oh, the so captain of my ship. The, what is it? The captain of my ship, the fate. The, I forgot. <laughs> it's a quote. Go ahead. My bad. But like not having that test mentality that God is testing me. Like I like truly trusting in the universe of like me mm -hmm. creating my own story. So not me being tested with other people or other experiences, mm -hmm. but me creating my story and creating yeah. my legacy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, that's another thing I've been noticing lately, like towards the end of the year. I started to see shit that I put in place start actually working. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of, I think of it like going to the gym. We'll go to the gym and work out for like two days and expect to see results. And that's a bad habit that we got to like get out of because even that habit at the gym of just thinking that you're supposed to see results instantly, it travels with you through the rest of your, the rest of the shit that you're doing. Mm -hmm. How you do anything is how you do everything. So yeah. you fucking around over here, it's going to follow you to the next spot. So I got out the habit of just wanting to see short-term success and just see shit as soon as I do it play out. And I got into the habit of like, this for the long run. I'm not doing it. I'm not making this move for today. I'm not making this move for tomorrow. I'm making this move for the next three months. Like this this move right here, this one piece that I move, it's going to fuck with me in three months. Like uh, It's going to benefit me in three months. And I got to understand that it's okay to be down right now. You're not going to be down forever. Yes. Your current circumstance right now is just what it is. It's working. You know what I'm saying? It's doing what it do. It takes time for shit to work. You don't walk in the kitchen and the food done, nigga. That's why you go to a fast food restaurant. How mm -hmm. do you feel after that? Not too good. But mm -hmm. once you sit down in the kitchen and you start cooking, you prepare your shit, you watch your dreams come true. You yes. watch shit start to happen for uh, you. A hundred percent just trust in the journey mm -hmm. and like not the destination, but the journey. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has most definitely changed over the yeah. past six months. Um, 2023, it was such a good year for me because I feel like I actually seen like my manifestations, my dreams come true. Stuff like I didn't even ask for just come true. Right. Um, like graduating twice, like if you would have told me two, three years ago that that would have been me yeah. graduating high school and college, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> or if you would have told me that I would have been in like Teen Vogue, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that like all my dreams would come true. So um, I think that also goes into like my journey with um, faith and just like knowing even if I think, even if I don't reach, I guess my goals, my dreams, mm -hmm. like it's other doors that's go open mm -hmm. and I have to trust in that and um it didn't really click into this year like yeah I get that I get, I get what like, you said like it's always a plan it's, it's always like, a path it's not about how you get there it's about mm -hmm. what you did what you're doing like, on the way there you yes. know what I'm saying so it's like I get what you mean you said the last part it was like having faith that even if what you intended to do doesn't happen that better things will happen yeah one thing about that for me was it was like 
we fall in love with these outcomes of stuff. Mm -hmm. We say, I want this to happen. I need this to happen just like this. And that's all I want. I don't want anything else. But we never truly know if something different would be better. But we always think something different would be worse. Mm -hmm. It's always looking at life with two sides. Mm -hmm. was, every coin got two sides. You got a head and you got a tail. It could be good or it could be bad. You could flip the coin whichever way you want to see it, but you got to accept the fact that it's still two sides. Yeah. So sometimes you may flip it, you hit tails. Sometimes you flip it and you may hit heads. And so, yeah. And then back with it, you told me like two, three years ago, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes I just go through like my Google photos mm -hmm. and I just look at myself and I say, I never truly know what the fuck I'm doing. Like people look at me and they be like, oh, that nigga must have it figured out. <laughs> That's 100% how I feel. Honest with niggas, bro. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And not even in a way where it's like I'm lost. It's like I, I know how to maneuver and be myself and do this mm -hmm. and do that, make these moves, make sound decisions. But it's like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and that's good. Yes. Because once you think you know everything, what you going to learn from anybody? Nothing. The more Who said that? Aristotle, I think. He said the more um, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. So the more I go deeper into this abyss of just finding myself, meeting these different people, accomplishing all this different shit, helping other people, I realize I don't know what is going on. And it's the best feeling ever because I feel free. Yes. I don't feel tied down to some certain outcome, some certain whatever. I feel like I can do whatever I want. I'm now flipping my mind to the way where I look at life like. This is my reality. Mm -hmm. And now it's starting to play out. Like, I'm I'm in a video game right now. Like, <laughs> this is my shit. Mm -hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I got infinite money. I'm living GTA right now. I'm just not killing niggas. But <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it's a certain point in our lives that you can get to where it's like, bro, you can start. Whatever outcome you want to see is straight like that. Yeah. Just put your mind to it. Boom, straight like 100%. that. hundred percent. Even yeah. if you don't see it initially, just know it's there. It's there, it's coming. And it's something even bigger and better waiting. Mm -hmm. Like even going, oh, my bad. Go going into like school and stuff, it's like, we always trying to figure out how something going to do this, how something going to do that, how is this going to happen, how is that going to happen. Me? I look at you dead in your face and be like, dog, I ain't worried about that shit. It's going to get figured out. Mm -hmm. If I continue to be who I am and just keep making the right decisions and don't just sit on my ass and make some shape, by the time we get to wherever we feel like it's going to be a roadblock at, it's not going to be there. Yeah. Everything paid for, bro. It's fine. It's going to be straight. Don't worry about it. And I love that mindset because that mindset, it really just, it's not you living in the future. It's you living in the present moment. Man. Like. I love that. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm rich right now. I'm not really? rich in the future. I'm rich right now. So I love just think because you think about that when it comes down to everything, and mm -hmm. then it's no longer like a sense of longing in a sense. It's Man. like it's just gonna come, and it's, you're patient with it. Mm -hmm. That's that's the watch biggest. the play develop. Yes, you just gotta let the fool heat up. Yeah, we be trying to take the the fucking chili out the microwave, and it still be cold in the middle. <laughs> you gotta stir it up a little bit and put it back in. You gotta, yeah. let, gotta let it cook, dog. And like what you were saying, I'm rich right now. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm rich right now, this, this, and that. And they make everything about money. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna never stop saying this. Money is a byproduct of who we are on the inside. Money is a byproduct of our character. So if you got a good character, you're gonna be well off financially. It's a piece of fucking paper. Like, yeah. if you're sitting down right now and your wallet or your purse is right next to you, and you got money in your purse, bro. Take it out. 
and look at it. It's a piece of fucking paper. With the dead president on it. Dog. The mother <laughs> the shit ain't even alive, you know. What I'm like, the currency not even alive, dog. Mm hmm And the standpoint of like who owned that motherfucker. They gone. And they came and they went. Mm -hmm. Just like that dollar go do. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. We grow up here, money don't grow on trees. Nigga, yeah, it do. <laughs> Where paper come from then? Okay then. Like like they, they sit here and they feed us all this shit like you can be poor forever, like no nah, dog, like no, as long as you develop who you are, everything else gonna work out for you. So don't try to just be rich in money. Be rich in spirit. Be rich yes. in knowledge. Be rich in in acquired shit, you know what I'm saying? Like acquire relationships, acquire friendships, acquire connections, acquire networks. Just make shit and be rich in that sense because I can take the money away any day. You can go bankrupt any day. It's something that fluctuates. Mm -hmm. Your character is something that's solid. It's something that it's something that stays as long as you allow it to. You have to change your character. Anybody else can fuck your currency up. Mm -hmm. Niggas get robbed every day. Yeah. Nigga probably lost all his money last night at the casino. It's there to be taken away. It's given to you to be spent. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you say get rich off of knowledge, get rich off spirit, get rich off of connections because mm -hmm. that's what life is really about. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the past six months, like I most definitely been like trying to get more connected to that. Mm -hmm. um, I started to see like a lot of different stuff connects. Like, like what? All my classes, it connected me learning different stuff and me applying it to yeah, different stuff. Yeah. Me applying it to life. Me applying it to like what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, I also started doing like a little bit more research about like what other people, kids my age face um, from different countries, different continents. Where are you doing that at? Just in case somebody else was thinking about that. Um, no, just regular research. Just look it up, like what niggas going looking through. Up yeah, just go on Google. Like, different perspectives. What niggas going through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. For example, the war that's going on oh, in Palestine, yeah. like that really opened my eyes to like the privilege we do have as Americans, mm -hmm. you know, like not having like they're literally being displaced from where their ancestors were were born. Yeah, ain't they like destroying a whole bunch of yeah. history and shit? Destroying that's history, destroying their castles and their long churches that's been there for centuries. God damn. And then the fact that that's um, for Christians, that's the birthplace of where Jesus was born. Oh, that's they damn they. Done, and they, the fact that the during Christmas, money, like they were literally like there destroying, is so mind opening. Like this is my reality right now, and I can't do much about it. But what I can do is I can open my eyes and my perspective, acknowledge like my position of privilege, and like do the best I can to learn about other people and how mm -hmm. to prevent this because. It's, that's so sick. That that is sick. That's man. so sick. And then now you and me, we're um, eighteen now. We're gonna be voting this year. Oh yeah. And our oh, options yeah. are. I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we gonna vote for this old white man who? They all old and white. They all this old <laughs> this democratic old white man who wanted this war, who funded this war, or like, what are we gonna do? I don't know, Brad. Like. The more I look at what Biden doing, bro, I be like, Trump wasn't that bad. And niggas might come at me for that. Oh, you Trump supporter this, Trump supporter that. I'm just saying, bro, something got to change. Something got to shake. 
And I don't see no other candidates. Like, I literally don't know anything. And I feel yeah. like politics is something that's gatekept. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucked up. Like, they keep the general public in the dark about a lot of the politics and what's going on. A lot of policy. And, yeah. A lot of, even the, like, way they talk or, like, the yeah, same thing. It's called, they, you know what that's called? What? It's called Double Speak. Mm. Yeah, I've been reading this book on it. Mm -hmm. It's like a, uh, you know, I've been reading it just because I wanted to. I heard about it watching another video. Like, mm -hmm. when I be on social media, y'all, I build it in a way it, where it's teaching me something. Yes. Instead of just raining out of my head. So, he was talking about Double Speak. And he's like, a lot of these commercials and shit going on, mm -hmm. like even when it's time for the, like the elections and stuff, basically the presidents or whoever the candidate is has like full permission to lie to you, mm -hmm. like in the fucking commercial. They can tell you some shit mm -hmm. and the law that is under, it goes like, um, nobody told them to believe that. That was obviously a lie. So they'll say something so outrageous like, oh, we're going to give everybody a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars and then people will believe that mm -hmm. and when it don't happen people will be like damn why didn't it happen i'm gonna sue for this this and that or they want to take some repercussion or whatever and then it's like well no that was obviously a lie mm -hmm. like the the fact that you believed that was like the dumbest shit ever yeah and they point the finger back at you for believing some shit that they said they said mm -hmm. so and it's more of that like it goes even deeper than that. i wish i had a deeper understanding of the book right now i'm like a quarter of the way through but mm -hmm. just think about like food products like they tell you a zero sugar in this but yes it's not really zero transparency, sugar transparency just yeah. it's just all about transparency mm -hmm. and the fact that i don't think we're taught on how to like navigate even though we're in the information age and mm -hmm. I, I did a project on this in statistics even though we're in the information age we're not taught really how to navigate data how to navigate all this information there's so many nothing. online libraries with all this shit like do you know what jstor is mm -hmm. okay i don't know but a it's lot so of people many know like that, i feel like information is thrown at us look at instagram tiktok like all of that is just information spewing out yeah and sometimes we don't really know like how to navigate it to understand how was that research gathered mm -hmm. the potential biases that could have been when it was mm -hmm. uh, going on the research was going on mm -hmm. our own biases that mm -hmm. we look at because everyone has biases everybody yeah. has biases and it was in this book um and i feel like i've really been applying that to my life it's called whistling vivaldi and it's talking about like the stereotype biases mm -hmm. basically the conclusion was of the book was it was this dude walking down the street and i think he was in new york mm -hmm. and like everybody had clutched their purse like white people had clutched their purse you know turn yeah like a especially body. in the elevator yeah body language changed so what he started doing was he started whistling vivaldi like classical music mm -hmm. so they could see him as more intelligent mm -hmm. so they wouldn't be feared mm -hmm. by an uneducated black person mm -hmm. but rather oh that's just an educated black person mm -hmm. and therefore they're not gonna rob me like that's that's crazy but that's really how our kind of our life is yeah in so many different ways and not only with race but with culture with social status like my different people mindset like you know it's different types of personalities archetypes mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah that's that's what we was learning in uh organizational bit organizational behavior mm. at school and it was talking about all those little nuances that um that were triggered by and that we don't really pay attention to like i did a project on oh my god how did the project go it was like 
the lack of diversity in the investment banking industry. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about how, yeah, it's rules and shit set up to, you know, assuage the feelings about um, diversity and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion Mm -hmm. within the workplace. But these rules and shit that they got set up are just for show. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really going about it. The numbers aren't really changing, shit like that. And one thing I did figure out was that one, the slaves built the slaves built Wall Street. Mm-hmm. A lot of the big banks that we bank with used to take slaves as collateral mm-hmm. on like unpaid loans. So like instead of taking a nigga house, they was like, just get your slaves twin. And they get <laughs> so into uh now when you work inside these investment banking companies and industries, you basically have to sign like a NDA, mm-hmm. not just non-disclosure agreement mm-hmm. and you can't make any type of unions like it's no wow. union force none of that shit and they was losing so much money due to like lawsuits and all these diversity equity inclusion shits where they was like fuck it we gotta silence these people so we stop losing all this money and um yeah if you go in and you look like if you look at most of the tactics going into it they're using a lot of the uh Rules and regulations from like the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nigga, what the fuck was going on in the 60s? The civil rights movement. Yeah. What the fuck make you think that a, a rule from the 60s gonna made by a white man going to apply to some shit yeah. today? And that's just something that's overlooked because nobody really knows. Like, I started yeah. to talk about the shit like in class mm-hmm. and all these people as business majors, but everybody was looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's mm-hmm. new information that people just don't know and we look over it often and I I started to write about it in my RIT 150 class which is a writing class at the school and I was saying like dang don't want to talk I was saying like one of the um solutions that would have to go into it would Mm -hmm. be like uh you got to start at the hiring process Mm -hmm. because a lot of these managers although they're not doing it on purpose Mm -hmm. it's just something that they accustomed to they just picking people that look like them 100%. and i forget what type of bias this is called but I, it's like right t- on the tip of my tongue but they'll look at you and they won't hire you because you don't look like them mm-hmm. and that's just something that we all do as humans so we can't yeah. look at white people and point the finger at them and say you're racist because mm-hmm. i do the same shit sometimes you know if i'm in an environment i count how many black people in the room mm-hmm. just to get a feel of what could happen yeah that's just to make myself comfortable and that's a bias that everybody has so for the hiring process instead of giving these niggas like the uh what they call those the applications the applications with like all the names on it and shit name race birthday mm-hmm. and shit clear that shit out just had a basic shit like what skills do you have mm-hmm. what can you do to help this company this this and that and then bring them in for the interview because if I'm looking at your application, it looks like you got a white name versus a black name. If I'm a white man, I'm going to pick the white name just because yeah. it makes me feel better. That's something we most definitely just have to change in American society. And then also, we're in a post-affirmative action, uh, the Supreme Court ruling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. what, like a year or two ago? Mm-hmm. So even going to, like, predominantly white um, institutions, institutions, and if they are prestigious, like, a lot of people think you only got in because you're black or this right. and the third. So... We mo- I I need to uh, most definitely brainstorm more about solutions to mm-hmm. combat them biases and stuff like that and like what's the best solution. Mm-hmm. 
but it's crazy how they got rid of affirmative action and it only benefited white women the most mm -hmm. and we didn't benefit a lot from it yet like that these diversity inclusions and all, all of those when mm -hmm. it comes down to working and going to school and even housing getting mm -hmm. a, getting approved for a loan um it's so crazy how race is kind of embedded in every single thing and you, like you don't even know it right you because they structure this shit square you don't even know what the fuck you voting for or yeah. you don't even know what you're reading you think you read some shit to help out the community but boom you just sign some shit saying that you're going to give all this shit away. Yeah. They could put a contract in front of you, but if you don't read the, the whole thing or you don't get a lawyer to read it, that's actually going to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You're fucked, buddy. Like, yeah. there's not much you can do. And that's just something that we all got to do more, which is read and share. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just out here, we so used to information being given to us. We so used to the information just flowing right in our face that but we just accept it. we're not processing it, it mm -hmm. and, like, really taking it in and yeah, then like everything changing it to our perspective mm -hmm. that's why i really want to go into like my um career field or like my sector mm -hmm. of like that community organizing yeah my um damn <laughs> <laughs> <Nick's> got costume <laughs> my major is public health and computer science and public health is a lot of community organizing mm -hmm. like community centers so really understanding who who is your neighbor? What they going through? What are their concerns? What can better change their life? What can better change the street? What can better change the zip code? So I think that goes back into just like understanding people's perspective. Like it's really crucial mm -hmm. and coming up with solutions. Yeah. And then actually putting them in place. And something that I, fall my, I find myself falling into is like my vote don't matter. Mm -hmm. And so that that's something having that mindset can stop you from changing a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. So you'll sit down and be like, well, I want to do this, but if it's just me doing it, it really doesn't matter, so I shouldn't start anyway. But now I'm starting to think like, my my little cast do work. And even if I don't vote on the ballot, mm -hmm. my input does, like my input in general, like yeah. the shit I, I have to say, voicing an opinion matters. Yeah. And once you start to voice that opinion, you can start to find more people around that share the same commonality, commonalities as you do. And who just need an advocate. Right. And it's like, I feel like I'm the voice. Like a little dirty <laughs> oh shit. Oh my God. Yeah. I just had that thought the other yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. But like just having this podcast and bringing people on to talk about these different things that people always wondering about, but they never got anybody to ask about. Mm -hmm. I got, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they sneeze so loud. But where was that? Okay, I know where I was at. No, so I don't know where I was at. You bringing people on for oh, the podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. giving them a voice, mm -hmm. and it's like hearing other people's yeah. perspectives. Okay, yeah, okay, thank you. People hearing me talk about the shit that they want to know about, and the more that they hear, it, the safer they feel, mm -hmm. and learning that type of information doing something with this information actually digging more deeper into it inspiring people to be more of themselves and mm -hmm. not what people make them out to be yes yeah 100 percent. but i've been doing like a lot of that and then um with my like me navigating other people's perspectives like in congo and how they got a mind mm -hmm. for our devices i was just about to say that we I was don't just about even to say that. like think about yeah you i'm know? using one of them congo devices right now <laughs> 
<laughs> this is not funny. It's just, we're laughing out of like irony because that it's just, just say it. it's it's crazy. Because like, we want to stop it, but it's like, what do we do after it stops? Yeah. And I think that's the main thing that a lot of these big corporations are like scared of. But it gotta be. It's it's way more better ways. Like it's solutions out there. Like, it's most definitely solutions. Mm -hmm. I think one of my like favorite. I feel like I don't believe in capitalism. I right. don't like I think everything Are you a communist? No. Don't play. I'm like a I I'm think I, I think I consider myself like a socialist. Like Okay. <laughs> I think it's a way for us to like if we could spend a trillion dollars on war. Right. Food should right. be free. Nigga. Food nigga, should be free. Nigga. Yeah, I keep saying it. My bad. I know I got white listeners in other different countries. My bad, y'all. But <laughs> Yeah. Where the fuck did we pull a trillion dollars out the ass to help these motherfuckers with whatever war is going on? I still don't know what the fuck is going on. I, I just, I, I don't really know. I just wanted to stop because it's like, bruh, in the grand scheme of things, all this shit just for more money. Mm -hmm. Some shit that's already in rotation. There's no real reason, bruh. People lack a purpose in life. Mm -hmm. So this is what keeps them going. This is what fuels them. Yeah. These big ass companies and these big ass politicians and everything are using everybody beneath them like they chess pieces mm -hmm. point at i want somebody to tell me what an army man is bro tell me what he really is mm -hmm. he's a man that fights for his country why does he have to fight to protect a country why can't we just be at peace and i know that's like such a simple question yeah but it has a simple but answer like what the f what like is really why? going on? What's why the deeper this, level issue? Why, does this why keep happening? is the world wired this way? And how do yeah. we change it? And what do we do to change? And who do we start with with the change? Mm -hmm. And then um, I feel like with like all these wars and stuff like that going on, you've been hearing like a lot of people say like um, the last days are here. Oh, shit. No, I didn't hear that one. You, you never mm -mm. heard that before? No. So many no. people have been like talking to me about that and it's just like. The, this the last days. Yeah. According to whatever religion they believe in. Whoa. Um, All right. We got to go start reading their books and figure <laughs> out what the fuck going on. But they're saying that a lot. And I think ultimately it just boils down to having faith. Having faith in and a better something. world. Yeah, in a better world. People here, I feel like people here having faith and they think they got to start believing in God and they got to be a certain way. It's not like that. Though. It's not like that at all. Last time we touched on it, we was like, believe in whatever you believe in, but just. Mm -hmm. Give it positive energy and it'll return your positive energy yeah. right back to you. You start to put these negative vibes into the world. That's when you... Everything is a frequency. Literally, everything. Every yeah. single atom. Back to the same conversation. Every single atom is a frequency. Mm -hmm. So it's about like how you align yourself. And being ridiculously like optimistic is something mm -hmm. so important to mm -hmm. me. Um, it's this book I'm reading. It's called Believing is Seeing, mm -hmm. and it talks about faith and science, because mm -hmm. often we hear those two, and we think yeah, they're opposite. Yeah, I got some religion and science? Yeah. I got, okay, yeah, I but got something on that. But we think they're right. opposite, but really, They like, work together. They work together. So, what it is, what she about to get into, it's like, when we have religion and science, religion is what science uses when they can't find the answer. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, scientists would be like, damn, we can't find an answer for this, so... Somebody go in the Bible and pull something out that say this is happening because of this. And we point to that because as humans, we seek to have an answer for everything. So mm -hmm. we really want to know why shit go down, like why it go down, why do shit work like it works. Mm -hmm. And when we can't find that answer, 
what we cling on to. Oh, it must be something above us that we can't control. It's something we Boom. can't see. It's God. And that's not exactly what the books talks about. Mm -hmm. Like 95% of the universe we can't even see. Right. Like we can't even see beyond ourselves. So this whole idea like we're the only conscious living beings, the only thing in the book they talk about, the only thing that makes humans unique um, when in, ter in terms of like Animal, different animals and all of that is the fact that we have faith. Right. We have this belief in the force that we don't know, we and can't we're control. we're aware of our own thoughts. Yeah, and we're hyper aware. Yeah, Just and it's... hyper aware. Yeah, you more... People will be like, oh, I'm not aware of myself, or oh, I'm not this, or oh, I'm not that. You're not equivalent to a dog. You can speak English. <laughs> so, it's like you're able to communicate with people, but you don't dig deeper. you like default settings right now. That's what we call NPCs. Niggas mm -hmm. that's just out here... Just non-playable characters dog yeah they got the basis of what they needed they learned how to speak english or whatever language and that's they was left like that they didn't seek to find any higher being mm -hmm. and not just a higher being like some you can't see like god allah whatever you believe in but like even within yourself mm -hmm. understand that it's a future self that you won't see because you will be it it's it's crazy we we got to look up to something that we will never see. We just got to have faith that we're going to become it. Yes. And the only part of you that you really can see is your past self. Mm -hmm. When you get to that future future state, quote unquote, and you become aware of the present moment, you can look back in the past and say, damn, I remember when I wanted to be this. And mm -hmm. now I'm that. Mm -hmm. And now you're looking up to something else. And that's how you keep progressing. Yeah. It's it's not just a matter of standing in the present moment. It's a matter of being able to switch in between past, present, and future. Yes. Use all three levels to your advantage. If you stay in the present moment, I feel like you kind of won't be aware of a lot going on because you won't have anything to track those thoughts to. You'll just mm -hmm. be living in the zone. Yeah. You have, to un you have to understand the history for, like, why... The present has been shaped mm -hmm. into what it is. Mm -hmm. And then you have to also look back to history to make improvements on mm -hmm. how to better the future. Yep, and that's like a book I was reading called The Fourth uh, Damn, The Fourth Dimension. Mm. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about how the past repeats itself because we don't understand that we live in a cyclical nature. Mm -hmm. We live, well, in America, we sort of look at time as linear. Mm -hmm. And we think of every event as a uh, as a thing of its own. But when you look at history, shit repeats itself all the time. Fashion Something happens. Trends. President gets assassinated. Boom, whole different thing. We go on some years. Another pandemics, president get assassinated. Pandemics also. What I've been learning in public health, like pandemics, literally happens every hundred years. Like it's just yeah, that's what to I was happen. talking about. That's yeah, yeah, it's like every 25 years we get some like, I, I guess you can call it like a canon event mm -hmm. that changes pace or changes the pace of shit. And another 25 years goes on, something else happens, another 25, boom. And in the last 25 years, that's when shit starts to change. And uh, damn, what do I want to talk about? The seasons. Mm -hmm. Did we talk about that last time? Using the seasons to change? I don't I know, we're talking we about it now. We freshly talked yeah, about it, but yeah. I, I love that because um, that's something also I've been learning with science. This is a quick little thing I'm going to drop. So I found out the moon is the reason why we can like basically live on Earth. 
What? I didn't know the that. The moon? I thought at first I was like, oh, because we're the third planet from the sun. It's like, it's not too hot, not too cold. But um, the reason why we have our axis are 23.5 um, Earth, the tilt. And that's mm -hmm. why we have the seasons is because a collision with the moon. And that just changed my outlook on everything. Wait, like, what you mean collision with the moon? The moon basically hit Earth. It hit Earth and it made it tilt. Oh, shit. And then with that tilt, because um, everything started first in the ocean and then that's when even plants. And then that's when all of that started start forming because of the seasons, because oh of that God. impact with the moon. Right. If we didn't have an impact with the moon, we wouldn't have this. It'll be like the same. Wait, so are we the only planet that has a tilt? Ever, it's other um, planets that have an axis, but ours is just perfect. Ours is 23.5. point five is what give me, because you would think it would be a, a, like a, a, whole, like a, a whole even number, yeah. like something divisible by two, but it's mm -hmm. that point five. Point like, five. you ever heard of the law of 369? Is that something like Fibonacci's sequence or something? Yeah, like the, the, the perfect sequence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I couldn't really tell you more than I gotta, that. I gotta, I gotta do more research on that because I yeah, was interested I really do in that. Learn about that. But learning about that, like it just changed my whole impact of how I look at the moon. Mm -hmm. And the moon reflects light too, so that's another thing. Yeah. What do we do as humans? We just we see a lot of reflections in other people, mm -hmm. in the books we enjoy, in the movies we enjoy. Mm -hmm. We see ourselves in everything. Mm -hmm. And, and thing, yeah, things are consistent like that. You know what I'm saying? We. Shit like the moon reflecting the water or whatever. And controlling the waves. Mm -hmm. It got a lot to do with ourselves, like you just said. Uh, who we are on the inside reflects mm -hmm. what we see on the outside, and it controls our mood, mm -hmm. our frequencies, mm -hmm. the waves. Mm -hmm. So shit connecting like that just lets you know that being human is deeper than just living and dying. Yeah. Being human is all deeper. All about connection. Yeah, deeper and all than about seeing, yeah. Almost seeing each other's frequencies. Mm-hmm. Being content with that. And understanding that. And trying to understand that nothing is impossible. Mm -hmm. We get so stuck in this idea of reality that we think everything has to be obtainable, seeable, see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. mm, if I can't put my hands on it, mm, shit ain't real, nigga. Mm -hmm. Like, mm, shit like that. But it's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. We create our own reality. Mm -hmm. Um... Just because something isn't in the physical right now doesn't mean it will never exist. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever, like nothing that we got now, the building that we sitting in, the books that we looking at, the plants in these fucking vases, these chairs right here, mm -hmm. the cup that you're drinking out of, mm -hmm. all that shit was once an idea. Cups wasn't, damn, what's you trying to circle? Alright, the stuff that we see now mm -hmm. isn't like uh. Why is she so upset about fucking circle? Just erase it. Is that the librarian? I don't know who it is, but she's black because she's loud. Well, not like that. No, not like that. She's black, but you can hear it. Like yeah, you, you can, can hear the it. agitation. Yeah. Sometimes other races be yelling. It. I know. We know. We know. Right. So, yeah, like the cup you're drinking out of, the chairs that we sit in, all this shit, the light bulbs right there. All this shit was once an idea, mm -hmm. and somebody had to take it from this fucking imagined state mm -hmm. and bring it to life yeah with the shit around them mm -hmm. so we got to do more of that we got to be able to think like uh just because what i want isn't here right now i gotta take the idea in my head and make it a real thing mm 
Yeah. Even if you start with a little prototype, mm -hmm. prototype can build into a mock design. The mock design could turn into mm -hmm. a, a demo, demo part. And that demo, if it's accepted and you get the investments for it, or if you got the money to invest in it, mm -hmm. it can become a real product. Yeah, even not just with like actual products, but just ideas. Mm -hmm. Like I remember in one of the um, Michigan programs I did in high school, mm -hmm. we had to create, no, it was two of them. I did a business program and then I did like an engineering program. Yeah. And um, in both of them, we had to create like a mock presentation, mock mm -hmm. something to present to per different professors mm -hmm. and Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. So it was it was cool. It was kind of nerve wracking, but I remember I created this holistic like hospital like so like not like a traditional hospital, but like a community center like uh, where you can go for health literacy classes, where you can go for just gardening class and learning how to cook like stuff to really better your health and to connect better with the earth, like plants and stuff like that, because we're not taught that in school. Yeah, There's a lot nah. of stuff that we should be taught. Right. But we, I remember having to come up with, like, the budgeting and, the, like, our targeted audience and stuff, and it was just so amazing to see, like, it made me really sit there and be like, I could really create this if I really wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I like how um, school almost kind of, in, in a way, they prepare you to kind of think creatively. Mm hmm but it's like it's a seed on your own that you have to like have that creative create creativity yeah. seed and you have to nurture it with knowledge. You mm -hmm. have to nurture it with just thinking outside the box. Yeah, and just relearning how to use our imaginations. Mm -hmm. And that's some, that's another thing I've been like doing mm -hmm. and continue to do. Is just fucking use my imagination. Like sometimes I just sit and daydream about shit happening. Like just because I wanted to. Like <laughs> I'd be like, dang, what if I did find ten thousand dollars on the ground right now? What would I do with it? And then how would that help me become this? And then how would I do that? And I just fall into these tangents because it allows my brain to think freely mm -hmm. without being trapped and constrained. Mm -hmm. And just think about when you were a kid, like how fun life was. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you look at a fucking Barbie doll. And it's not just a piece of plastic with pink clothes on it and a piece of fabric probably mm -hmm. made in some cheap factory. Mm -hmm. It was a person in a its being. own world and it, it talked to you and it, yeah. it drove and it took care of and kids it had and these it cooked different foods careers and, and it, it did all this. It did different all places. Yes. Even if you're not a girl and you didn't have Barbie dolls, whoever listening, you was a dude. The motherfucker read WWE figures. Mm -hmm. Boy, I used to set them joints up like they was the Toy Story, and I would just reenact in my head like, "Dang, this happened and this happened." He do a backflip here, he do a backflip there, and he do that. And then uh, I used to really like Hot Wheels. I still do like Hot Wheels. I'm, I feel, that's something I'm gonna um, continue to collect. Build, yeah, build in my shit. I like to collect because you gotta have those small things that just make you happy. Mm -hmm. Take the fucking Hot Wheels through the car wash, fake car wash. <laughs> I'm just thinking like boom, boom. Everybody come through with the sound system, you know what I'm saying? They go through with the lights. I used to cut the light out in the kitchen. I lived in this apartment when I was younger. Cut the light out in the kitchen. I had like this uh, little stool. I used to use the step stool, and I had these all little things. And I pushed the car through, and I used to have this uh, speaker, like this karaoke speaker, and it had like the different color lights on it. Oh my gosh, and that so was a real be, car wash. Like, boom, boom, ah, boom, boom, ah, jump, 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 jumping. And that's just shit I was just seeing and mm -hmm. just being able to bring that to life and just feel that, ooh, I just used to get so excited. Yeah. Go outside. I feel like as we everything. go through life, we mm -hmm. kind of, we're kind of taught to lose our, like, our creativity. That and, like, innocence. Our, yeah, we, we lose it because you're forced to, oh, you only could do these certain jobs or 
feel like it's kind of stripped away from us. So that's another thing. Like I'm learning to always embark on my creativity mm -hmm. and just keeping that with me, not never mm -hmm. letting go. And when when you hear creativity, whoever listening, don't think you got to get up and draw something. If you don't like drawing, you don't like drawing. But mm -hmm. get up and write something. Mm -hmm. Get up and say something. Go turn a, a beat on. Just start freestyling. Go make music in some way. Go tap on a desk and make a beat. Creating something is just bringing something from non-physical to the physical. Yeah, creating your ideal dream house, your mm -hmm. dream car, your dream wardrobe. Go on Pinterest. Yeah. Go on Pinterest and just start looking shit up. Mm -hmm. Put it inside a little board. I got a board on my Pinterest that say, uh, my lifestyle, I made it super specific. My lifestyle within two years and forward. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of shit that I just want to obtain mm -hmm. within the next two years. So I give myself a time frame and I want to continue to live that type of lifestyle on into the future. And I'm, I'm digging into that list right now. Like yeah. I, I dug into that I list a little Pinterest bit. I love Pinterest so much because it just like, even like if you see something like you don't got to necessarily directly copy it, but you'd be like, dang, mm -hmm. I seen this with this. So and if I put them together, together. Mm. it's like, I love like, that. Just that creativity boom. with designing. Like my life, I love that. Just Even designing your own lifestyle, yeah. just and, and evoke that that feeling in you, like it inspire you without the judgment of others around. See, yeah. what I love most about Pinterest is that it gives you that sense of uh, desire. Mm -hmm. So you, this is something that you desire, but it don't surround you by other profiles, other people like mm -hmm. who else commented mm -hmm. on it. It's Doing the media this. without social. Ooh, that's tough. That's hard. That. Or shit like Tumblr. That's mm -hmm. something I want to get in. You can, isn't it like you build your own like little web page or whatever? I you think just push so. it on like, there, post a picture. What about Fisco or something? Isn't oh yeah, like yeah. A oh yeah, thing? white girls love that. They do. Yeah. yeah I like if you go like in the white girl like a uh, little Instagram page and you look at the bio, they always got a, a visco. I'll be like, you know what? They go eat that shit but every time too. That's kind of like uh, like I have a little duck page too. Like mm -hmm. I have like uh, every couple of weeks or so, whatever pictures that like really meant something or I captured a moment. Mm -hmm. And then I just write about it in a little caption, little, little poem, photo book boy. or some song lyrics mm -hmm. or whatever I was doing that day. Yeah. And just having that like all cohesive in one like I love that and then the fact that no one has access to it no one is not for audience and I think my profile picture for that little dump page is literally um something about allow yourself to shine without the desire to be seen dang and I feel like I live that on a regular like dang I don't my. have okay. to be like I'm gonna be seen regardless but I don't have the desire to be seen I don't right. have the desire to I don't want to say put myself out there. You don't got to be the attention hog. No, because it's naturally going to come. Allow yourself mm -hmm. to shine without the desire to have eyes on you. Boy, and what's done in the dark will come to the light. Yes. And uh, what's another thing that go with that? I was sitting in class in high school one day, and I was reading this fucking plaque on this desk, and it was like, be able to, uh, a man that can do the work without caring who gets the credit that's like a real man. Like that's that's how you really know somebody yeah. is really passionate about what they're doing. Like sometimes it's just shit that I do, and I just see it take off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Or like, I see somebody else take that mm -hmm. idea, and, and it's I'll like, like, okay, I'll be like, yeah, I did that, but it's, I don't. I know it's like my little, my small little win. Like mm -hmm. just to see shit. Like people don't gotta know. Over. People don't gotta know I did that. I I know where it I came know. from. Yeah. I know the blood, sweat, and tears that went into that, or whatever, or the thoughts that went into that, yeah. the creativity that went into that. So I don't need no one. Mm -hmm. I don't need 
uh, and giving what you don't need the, the the satisfaction of people yeah, I don't like praising the the appraisal. Yeah, I don't yeah. need instant gratification. Mm -hmm. so. And uh, what's the next? We was just talking about that. I was gonna say something like, no, no, good. Oh, giving without like the intent to receive something yeah. back. That is like the best feeling ever, and that's just something that I've been doing more and more often. I just find myself. So if I just see something that I think somebody would like, mm -hmm. boom, let me get that right quick. And it don't got to be expensive. It could be a little stuffed animal. It could be mm -hmm. a candle. It could be something you picked up. It could be a gift that you got from somebody else that you know you're not going to use anyway. Mm -hmm. Boom. It, it could be just it. like, oh, I thought of you when I listened to this song. Mm -hmm. or just so like the little thoughts get you. account. And it's like a physical representation of my sort of like admiration to that person. Like, mm -hmm what they mean to me my appreciation to that person and i like to give out these little pieces because these little trinkets because it's like i'm near without having to be there yeah even though i'm not there in the physical i'm near like they in can see this and the they can remember that moment and, i love that yeah and it's, it's just a great feeling yeah it is and just being able to mm. yeah and that going back into that giving and not receiving and um, i'm gonna kind of relate that to um, being grateful and stuff this was the first um, like when I turned 18 years old last year and Christmas and Thanksgiving because it's all around like the same couple of months mm -hmm. it was the first time I really didn't ask for nothing because I had everything I had my breath I had my family I had my legs I had my functioning brain like I was so thankful to be alive to see 18 because some people don't make it to 18 Duh. man especially and, here yeah so it was like the first Christmas, and then I remember um, me and my family, we had went to see The Color Purple, whatever, and um, I remember reading, not that exact book, but reading a lot of black literature back in the day, and um, dissecting it at AP Lit, and I just, I felt so content with just living and learning, and just experiencing, like I wasn't looking for material possessions or I didn't really have like a fiend for them. I just was so happy for living and it was such a weird experience because it was just I don't know. Yeah I just yeah I didn't I haven't asked for anything for Christmas in a, in a minute and, and when people ask what I'm doing for Christmas I just say I, I don't really celebrate it it's I just like to see other people happy, mm -hmm. and it's not. I don't want to be like the Grinch or now, where it's like, oh, nobody should celebrate Christmas. That's just a personal thing right now, because it's like, I like to see everybody else smiling and being happy. Giving me stuff don't really bring me a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. gifting. It's yeah. seeing that excitement. It's seeing some, seeing the joy on somebody else's face. Enjoy that day. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. And enjoy time with that your family and stuff and that's what makes me happy that's what keeps me going yeah watching other people have a smile on their face and me laying down at the end of the night like <sighs> I, had, I had a good day yeah. i'm okay with that day and i'm grateful for that day i don't need much mm -hmm. if i wanted i could just get it any day of the year i don't need one day specifically to just get all this shit just yeah. this bulk of shit that i probably won't use this this and that but it's really just about that sense of community mm -hmm. you have with your faith and your family. Mm -hmm. Just loving and appreciating it. Mm -hmm. And that's something I didn't learn until I literally became an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, shit did flip. You turn 18, you, boom, it's right there. But yeah. Yeah, just starting this new year, though, mm -hmm. really felt super refreshing. I did. Like, all the other years, 
don't know. When I was a kid, it really didn't mean shit. Mm -hmm. I was still a kid. And then a few years ago, shit felt like heavy on New Year's. You know what I'm saying? It felt uh, like I sunk into like this deep pit. Mm -hmm. But this year, going into it with my guys, my boy, uh, my boy is um, from high school. Mm -hmm. Like niggas I like truly hung out with. Like mm -hmm. them was my niggas. We we was all together on New Year's night, bro. We was just like, I mean, well, New Year's Eve night, New Year's Day. We was just like, bro. You can just tell this this year gonna be something special. It's gonna it's be gonna, good. It's gonna be where everything just it just seemed like everything changed. Everything the ball rolling now. Nah. Mm -hmm. like we was at the top of the avenue. We was at the top of the mountain with the the the, the tiny uh, snowball. Mm -hmm. Started rolling through high school. Boom, boom, boom. Now. It started rolling through the first semester of college. Mm -hmm. But now that we about to fully embark on some type of ad adult life, you know what I'm saying? Journey. It's just a journey. Right. It's that shit rolling now. It's yeah. huge. I feel and like last year, it. like going from being a high school senior to worried about like college applications and, you know, still high school work mm -hmm. and worried about graduations to boom, like me now, dang, I got to pay rent. Yeah. If I don't pay rent, <laughs> Nigga, you're I'm out. Cooked. Or yeah. now it's like, okay, I have to take myself to work. I have to take myself to work. I have to mm -hmm. take myself to class. And I chose this lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I chose it. So it was just a big transition. Um, and the year seemed so long, but so short at the same time. Dude, I thought I was the only one. Everybody like, uh, yeah, 2023 flew by. Nigga, I lived like four, five, six, ten six, lives yes. last year, bro. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, last year was such a, it was, it didn't even feel like a year. Yeah. It felt like five years in one year. Like, I grew so much, so much shit yes. was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these, everything was colliding. You know what I'm saying? It just felt like. Shit was crashing down, but then I I look back like towards the end. I'm like, damn! I really survived I, that I year. Went through, Not know, only I survived, but I damn, lived. I, the senior year of high school probably like the craziest shit any nigga could go through. Cause you got to think, you're graduating, you got prom, you got all this new shit. You got that last summer, and then you go away. Mm-hmm. And nigga, I moved across the country. Yes, you did. That was insane. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Being in Detroit one day and being there for like the past 18 years mm -hmm. and then your parents drop you off on the other side of the country and now you're there by yourself. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, what do I do? It was, it was just like I, that. I was just scared. I, I was so happy. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Okay. So for me, I, I remember when like I moved in into my apartment and all my stuff was there and then <laughs> my parents left and I was just like, oh shit. I, I remember I literally had like a little anxiety attack, but I had to reassure myself like, girl, you've been taking care of yourself for how long? Man. And now it's really yours. It's you can really just yours. do it by yourself. You don't have, it's nobody here to like, uh, this is yeah. your shit. You, you, you truly independent. Yeah. You can be an independent person, but until you start living on your own, mm -hmm. you're not fully independent. But once you're on your own and you got your shit to take care of. That's when you become independent. Yeah, it's like a different mindset. Mm -hmm. So just having that transition, it was just, it was beautiful. And then trusting myself, like having a faith. I remember my grandma used to tell me this and I never used to know what it mean. Having faith, the seed of a mustard seed. And they're so tiny. They little. They little. They this little. But like this little. how that could expand to so much. It's so like, that's oh, what I had within myself. So no. when I was having that anxiety attack, I was like, girl. You got this. The yeah. force got you here. That's God got, got you here. And you go keep, go keep going. 
and the mustard seed, the faith of the mustard seed, and the faith in yourself is like bamboos, plants, mm -hmm. grow so long under the ground mm -hmm. that niggas would probably they get rooted. in there. They, mm -hmm. they there. But that entire time they underground, they ain't just down there dicking off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they down there. They down there growing and getting, I don't know. You know, they just growing. It's mm -hmm. almost like life. That first 18 years, you under the ground, dog. So mm -hmm. you, uh, you you building. You got this going on, this going on, trials, tribulations, this, this, and that. And then it seemed like that first, like, semester of college or whatever, or whatever you at, boom, you shoot out the ground. Mm -hmm. And now you here, baby. Yes. And this shit go all the way to the top. It's beautiful. It really is. Speaking of trees, uh, last year I really decided I wanted to get uh, like a back tat of a whole tree. Like on oh, my shit. whole back to just be a tree. Because it represents so much. Mm -hmm. It represents, again, that faith that mm -hmm. having a seed growing to this big, tall, beautiful tree. But then I had seen something and it was like, it's a tree that's that was like planted the same day you were born and it's been growing ever since and bro, i was like bro, I, I wonder if i could trees, find that tree we're trees and we're just walking around trees walk it's just it's you so know cool. some trees actually walk yeah this is not a conspiracy episode though so we got <laughs> to come back to that another time but yeah we trees and we walking so where do you see it damn we've been here an hour Really? I swear to God. <laughs> All right, let's go for the next six months. We got to put the next six months in. Fuck it. This is my podcast. If y'all want to listen to this whole episode, thank you. If y'all don't, you probably not even hearing me talk shit. <laughs> so tell us about the next six months. Where do you want to go? So the next six months, one, um, I love my small commuter at university, but I need more networking opportunities. Mm -hmm. I want to meet so many different people. Right. I'm so ready to get out my shell. So. Mm -hmm. I do plan to transfer, but mm -hmm. um, this next semester at my smaller university, I plan to make as many meaningful connections as mm -hmm. I can. Mm -hmm. I want to really get to know my roommates. I want to really get to know my professors. Mm -hmm. And um, I also want to, my seed of knowledge, I want to keep planting that. Um, I got so many books to be read. It's crazy. <laughs> but I want to get into learning about Greek, um, Greek like um socratic uh aristotle oh, Plato. we have philosophers okay i want to dive back into literature i want to i just want to learn as much as i can and then i want to actually start community organizing like that's one of the next classes i'm taking this semester semester community organizing but i want to actually talk to communities i want to go door to door like hey what are your concerns i want to just mm. I Put on a fake badge and say you work for the city, nigga. And be like, oh, well, they didn't give me the badge to uh, put on the car. They, I, it's, it's actually cool. programs in my school where I can do that. Like, I can work with the city. That's what I'm going to do over the summer. I bet. Working with the Detroit Healthcare Department. But mm -hmm. I really just want to um, just get more interconnected with my community mm -hmm. and solutions for greater change. Mm -hmm. um, something else in the next six months. That's pretty much it. Like, it's no new year, new me. It's a new year, better me. Oh, my fucking God. I just fucking said that shit this morning. I apologize for the profanity in that one sentence, but I swear to God, my dad was like, Austin, so what's your new year's resolution? I was like, man, we on the same route we was on last year, dog. Like, we still we going continue. up that like, mountain. Yeah, dog. 
people get lost in this whole idea of reinventing themselves. Mm -hmm. Why are you reinventing yourself every year? Because now you have to start over. And now that's when you feel so so much anxiety and panic that you fall into who you were the Mm -hmm. year before. You know what I'm saying? So don't say new year, new me. Like you already say, new year better me. Yeah. New Year, same me, but different shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm continuing to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. New Year, continuation of being me and figuring out who I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember last year, um, I was like, I'm going cold turkey. I'm about to be a pescatarian. Like, I'm doing all, like, and I did stay pescatarian. I cheated here and there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that was a goal of mine. But this year, it's no definitive like resolutions i just want to be a just, better person just keep growing i want to keep growing nothing got to be set in stone you know mm-hmm. what i said like like you were saying earlier opportunities may come but that's different than know. what i intended mm-hmm. but i'm content with that it's mm-hmm. two sides dairy coin boom let's flip that motherfucker. yes you know what i'm saying so i just see me like um i feel like i really got to know myself this year but i see me growing like this year is mm-hmm. my comeback year last year what's my I think I got spiritually aware, mm-hmm. personally aware, mm-hmm. socially aware. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of learning and thinking life is a test. Mm-hmm. This year is me being the creator, me being the architect, me defining who I am, but not being limited to that. Right. So. That's beautiful. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> what about you? All right. Next six months. I don't know, man. I'm being honest with y'all. No, I don't even want to be no like superstar. Kinda do. Next is my, I, I want to start recording the podcast like on on the camera. Mm-hmm. Start getting that going. Start actually working on the YouTube channel. No. Get that going, and just develop, and just keep developing mm-hmm. into I don't know whoever I'm supposed to meant to be. Mm-hmm. I got an idea of what I want to be, but like you said, some new shit jump out. Boom! I'm willing yeah. to do that. I want to travel more. Mm-hmm. And I want to begin to live the lifestyle that I dream of living, which yeah. is just being able to travel, meet new people, mm-hmm. see new things, and just have those connections and have those people I can connect with. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. So the next six months, it's just going to be me continuing to learn, go to class, be open to new opportunities, mm-hmm. maybe get a job here and there mm-hmm. just to have some income coming in. But I intend on. I should be able to be self-sufficient by the end of this year. That's good. I want to be able to be self-sufficient with something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even though I live like it, I am now. I try to, I try not to ask my parents for money or anything. Mm-hmm. I try to get it from here and there. Whatever I may do, a little side job, a little side hustle, make some here, make something there, and just continue to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I want to be stable enough by the end of this year where I can just live on my own, like truly. And I want to get out the country. Yes. I want to get up and down the coast. I mm-hmm. want to get to these different states. However that look, I want to look forward to look like that. One thing I'm beginning to understand is that my past don't have to be like everybody else's. Mm-hmm. I don't see like a lot of internships like in, in shit that I want to do, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I want to be an entrepreneur. I know that comes with having these odd jobs, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't see myself trying to beat the next man for an internship. Mm-hmm. I see myself being given an opportunity to have an internship and using that internship to make something out of it. Mm-hmm. But I, no, I'm not giving myself the stress and anxiety of, uh, oh, I did 100 applications today. 
okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, that's just not in my field. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And I, I don't agree. have to do that. I agree. I don't have to. Yeah. yeah. I don't got to go that way. I like that. I almost it's, definitely feel that way. And then with one of the fields that I'm in, computer science, is really competitive. Mm-hmm. So I don't. It's, it's going it, to happen. It's, go, it's paid for. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. I'm don't even. I ain't even tripping. Yeah. Tripping. Another thing I want to do, I forgot to mention. I want to start modeling. I want to start just showing my creativity. Like I said about like my little spam, like or me not having social media, mm-hmm. that desire to not be seen. But. Just start posting. Use TikTok. Yeah, that's like, what I, I just I want to start Yeah, that too. That's something I want to start. Niggas be like, oh, so you got to start modeling. And I'll be, I be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. You know, fuck all that trying shit. I'm going to do. Exactly. This year I'm doing, I've been buying more clothes. Mm-hmm. Not like insane pieces, but I've been buying more clothes and investing in myself and investing in my style. Mm-hmm. About time I start taking pictures and just start it posting is. them. That's and people going to support me because I fuck with everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they going to fuck with me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, it should work out. I'm going to work out for you, too. Mm, it's going to work you. out. Everything going to work out. Everything paid for. Everything paid for. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Next six months, I'm going to be a model. Yeah. Shit like that. I just love having random ass stories where it's like, I'm sitting down, cool, and then, boom, story. It's like, how? How did you do that? I don't, I don't know. I was just, just being me. You know what I'm saying? But shit like that, I like to do. It's just, love to have that adventure in life. This yeah. is a year of adventure. This is the 100%. year I figure more shit I want out. different hats. I want different hats. I want a hat in every, like, I don't, like, when it comes down to, oh, what you want to be, I have no. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. be so many things. Just like that. I can't give you a silent answer. And I feel so content in not being able to give an answer. People are asking, what you want to be? What you want to do with the entrepreneur degree? This, this, and that. I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> They'll be like, well, you better start figuring it out. I'll be like, no, I don't have to. You no, know, because so it's going to come. I'm going to get paid. For doing something, mm-hmm. somebody gonna see this year for sure. Like some niggas gonna see like the value in what I'm doing, and somebody gonna wanna pay me to do it for them. Mm-hmm. I might fuck around and become a public speaker. Mm-hmm. I just sit down and just start public speaking. I you know see what I'm saying? So you. shit like that, opportunities like that, and I can't wait to call it mm-hmm. and then come get this clip from this podcast and then post that shit. <laughs> and be like, yeah, what I tell you, niggas, nigga, I'm running shit, bro. Like this, this, this is I'm my reality. Him. Yeah, this is. Yes. Yeah. So. Do you have a quote that you want to share before we end off the episode? I began lazy with that question. Oh, okay. It's a quote. I don't know the exact thing, but it's that we fear that oh. our deepest fear is that not that we are not. Uh, I'm sorry. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And Damn. that resonates so much. And I really feel that way. Um, back into last year, when it came down to college applications, I didn't, I only applied to one school. You got in. I mean, I knew that, <laughs> but I was, I was afraid of my success. I was afraid of giving the opportunity. Your potential. Yes, my oh potential. Oh my God. And that could hold you back. Dude. It held me back yeah, so long. Yeah, that was a so, big thing for me too. Go ahead. I'm no longer letting that happen anymore. Yeah. Like. No. Yeah, no. No more. No, no more of that. I can't be afraid of my own I'm potential. so great, nigga. I'm going to be great. Yes. I'm tired of knowing I'm great and then people not knowing I'm great because mm-hmm. I'm too scared of what may happen or how I yeah. may make somebody else feel. Yeah. Fuck all that. Yeah. So I'm living by that the whole year. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a good way to close it out. Thank Bye. you for listening, y'all. Thank you for having me. Bye. I love y'all.
Thank you.